Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, if you've been here for a long time or if this is your first time, I'm glad you are here with us today. And uh, I have a brand new episode featuring Sidecar. Um, Matt and Phil have become uh, great friends of mine and I'm super excited for them and their brand new record. Dinner and a box of wine due out on April 1st, and they have a big old party on April 8th at Central Stage in St. Louis to celebrate the release of the album, and you're going to hear all about it on today's episode. I do want to remind you, as always, uh, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Serving up all your craft beer needs with over 25 rotating taps out there. They sure to got a beverage just right for you. And you can get some uh, delicious food, all kinds of burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas and salads and pretzels and um, all kinds of tasty eats. And they've been uh, doing fish fries all through Lent. So come get your fish on out there. And uh, they got some great... um, live music every weekend they start off on thursday nights doing singo bingo and uh, thursday march 30th will be the best of 2020 and then on friday you got uh steve kyle out there friday march 31st and april 1st matt waltershed on saturday night so you can find their full Concert calendar, beer menu, and food menu at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Be sure to get plugged in with them on Facebook and Instagram for more info. And uh, Brian just texted me the other day, the owner of uh, Friendship Brewing Company, and the Flint Hill location is coming along very nicely. And so they should be getting pretty close to opening up that new location there, and they'll be opening another location in Hannibal, Missouri soon, so uh, stay tuned for more info. Uh, Big thanks again to the Friendship Brewing Company for their continued support. Uh, Go out there and visit them, and Tom Shane sent you. I want to tell you about a big old show I got coming up on May 14th. We'll be over at Old Rock House in St. Louis, Missouri for Debstock. This is uh, the show I put on in my mother's memory to raise funding and awareness for brain cancer. I lost my mother in 2019 to glioblastoma brain cancer and just trying to do my part to support others and uh, give back and um, turn a negative into a positive. So this is uh, my show. I do that in her her memory. And uh, this year we have entertainment from Russo and Company, Emily Wallace, Ryan Cheney, and comedian Meredith Hopping. And uh, tickets are only $15 in advance. $20 day of show can be purchased at etix.com. Or uh, if you want to message me, I'll drop one in the mail for you. And uh, again, all proceeds go right back to the communities and uh, helping others battling uh, brain cancer. So hope uh, you come out and support the cause. It would be great to see you all. And um, Old Rock House is always a great time over there. So, um, if you need more info, reach out uh, rockpaperpodcast.com slash debstock 
or uh, oldrockhouse.com too. All right, uh, that is it for me, everybody. If you need anything else, uh, feel free to reach out, rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. And with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Sidecar. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hi, I'm Matt. Hey, I'm Phil. And we're Sidecar. And you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guest that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Double decker fudge round rolling round town Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero He's your hero, he's your bestie Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley Rock Paper Podcast Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today with Sidecar. Welcome back to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Oh yeah. This is our first uh, proper Sidecar episode, but we've uh, you guys are old friends of the show for sure. And uh, but I guess we should uh, properly introduce you all for uh, for those that uh, might not know, but. who wants to go first? I will. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hitchcock um, played in Hitchcock and the Hitman, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm on sidecar. Yeah. And I'm Phil Russo. I've played in various groups: uh, sidecar, Hitchcock and the Hitman, soloist. Back in the day, played with Mr. Gaffney and the Highway Saints. Yeah, and just some one-offs and. Then mostly jazz would probably be the other group that's still active these days. Yeah. But Sidecar's the main MO lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we got a special guest with us uh, today making her podcast debut. About to go down for a nap. We'll floor us up Lynn Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we don't hear too much out of her. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. I'm, uh, well, one, I uh, congratulations. I'm very excited that, uh, for you and your little family now, man. It's very exciting to see uh, thank you, thank you. the baby um, and getting to meet her today and uh, hanging out uh, here at the house and just having a, a fun afternoon, getting to, to hang out and do talk about the brand new sidecar album um which uh so i guess like uh you know if when we, as we're getting into this thing and like i was listening to the record and uh you know i was i mentioned we we all go back a while and and that was this is a great example of some of my favorite stuff like we got to do uh it's been a couple of years ago now but we did a singer songwriter showcase that i was hosting over at naked vine in chesterfield missouri and i invited you guys to come out and uh play together along with uh samantha clemens uh and uh which one was just a, an incredible night a whole lot of fun and but you guys 
played a lot of these songs that are appearing on the record, just kind of solo acoustic. And so that's the nice treat for me to kind of like see them in their, uh, you know, early stages before they become the, the record version, you know, and, uh, so that was a, a lot of fun, a nice, tr- you know, treat to sit and enjoy these songs. And now we have the, uh, the final product, man, that's all ready to go. we got a big party coming up and everything else. So, uh, but yeah, that was just, it's fun to see, look back at that and see where these songs started and where they're at now, man. So yeah, a lot of these songs we've been kind of carrying around with us for years. Yeah. We just never really dressed them up in the full band. Yeah. And it was always something we were wanting to do. And it's just really kind of interesting to hear them once they're in the, the you know, they're, they're fully outfitted because they, they take on a whole new sound and most of them kept the same structure. Yeah. We, we changed a little bit of some, some things change like names change little subtleties. And then when you start adding like drums and bass, you kind of have to take some acoustic parts away. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're doing it live and two guitars, Sometimes I'd have a little foot tambourine going, but once you add other players in the mix, uh, if you keep the same acoustic structure, it's like there's too many cooks in the kitchen. So you have to like almost not start fresh again, but you kind of have to pick the important acoustic parts or electric parts or whatever. Because some of these songs now have electric guitar right. instead of two acoustics. It's just that one rhythm section and then just changed up just a little bit and we feature piano too so it's it's a it's a cool evolution even on our side too i think yeah well i guess like uh let's go back a bit obviously we've we've talked uh you know some of you guys early days and and stuff uh another podcast with uh you know hitchcock and hitman and stuff and when we did a phil russo episode and uh but what uh as where does that like whole thought come into where Okay, we got. We both have. We've both been doing projects. We've both been. We've also sang together in various things. But when does it, the idea like, hey, we should probably start this sidecar project and put together an original record and and uh, you know and then bring in some of the extra players we have too to mm-hmm. to fill out the band. So when? Do, how does that all uh, kind of? Where does the idea split off from the Hitchcock hit and Hitman uh, stuff to to want to do us more of a sidecar record? I'd say with Hitchcock and the Hitmen, like we started playing with Amy Armstrong too. And that was like my uncle kind of brought that into the group. And we, you know, traveled Mexico into this whole thing of like the cabaret scene, which was crazy and wonderful. Um, And then I guess it was that, you know, it was like we were an acoustic bar band that played mostly covers, but Mm -hmm. we did play our originals in that kind of three guitar arrangement fashion. It was almost that like, yearn for like relevancy almost in a weird way of like okay here's the project that's all original because there's a whole demographic of people that only want that original music instead of a cover you know band or whatever um i think that's really where it came from and we were kind of deciding okay what's a name that would fit this like ragtimey folky jazzy almost pop music you know what would kind of like encounter that name and i think did you come up with sidecar i don't remember but i think i thought it stemmed from when you and amy and it's tom as well tom kind of was the other guy and hitchcock and the hitman yeah. um 
he everyone was kind of playing other than me at that sidebar oh in the chase at right, the right. chase and i almost feel like it was a derivative of that it was just kind yeah. of sidecars two people uh mainly you know for two people and we were kind of the principal songwriters uh, you know phil and i so we kind of for some reason thought of it was kind of humorous to be riding around together in a sidecar <laughs> and so we i'm definitely in the little box that's meant <laughs> right. driving the car <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that was pretty much it we wanted to have a, an all original project right because there's definitely a need we still do hitchcock and the hitman and we play with tom conway all the time and yeah he's a good friend of ours and like phil is basically family um we play with him all the time but that's primarily our acoustic cover group and there's a lot of places that don't want to hear original music they want to hear your favorite their favorite cover songs Mm -hmm. so there's a place for that too you know so we're happy to do that um but you're not going to get the um it's limiting in some regards you got to have your original stuff too if you want to be able to do other projects and that's kind of where yeah we were motivated to do that yeah that, that put us on the path of like you know, with t- kind of tipping to the, the release show, we brought in, like, or we asked the these original artists around St. Louis that we love, like, hey, do you want to join us on this thing? That's kind of was our goal pre-COVID. We, you know, put the brakes on, <laughs> pump the brakes on the, the album progress a little bit just because the world shut down. But it's here and we're kind of ready to do that. And I think with this release show, just kind of putting a whole show of just originals and like a couple of our favorite kind of renditions of a cover puts that relevancy on there and says, Hey, you know, we're down to do one of those three band shows that has all originals. And this is what we sound like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds <man>. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, the record sounds amazing, man. I really like, uh, it was fun to hear again. Like I said, I've, you know, I'm used to hearing some more acoustic arrangements on some of these things. And so hearing some more, uh, you know, mentioning, adding uh some keys uh some piano parts and stuff and you know having uh full drums and bass and everything along with it you've uh you've you've brought in some some key players to help uh round out the sound on the record so uh let's talk about some of the supporting cast that uh round makes up uh side, sidecar also all right well that that kind of goes to tipping the cap to mostly jazz a little bit which was we talked about in other episodes which Basically, in my years at School of Rock, I got to meet a lot of musicians, and that was a really awesome experience. And that's how I met Scotty Iman, who's primary drums in Sidecar. And then, if you know of Scotty and all the projects they play with, with Scotty comes Simon Sherfitz, yeah. who is, you know, bass extraordinaire. That that dude's a monster and the nicest guy. Um, so when we kind of got around to making this, we went to sidecar we're like okay this is the project that we're gonna do they were on board for sure then jokingly you know talking with cree rider he was like hey that was my that's my rhythm section first hands off but you know everybody's really cool and you know just make it happen and they we play as a band when we can um and then the keys player that we brought in was chase garrett of sweetie and the toothaches which was another friend i met through school of rock and you know we're all teachers and you know we're just kind of in the in between times we're always just kind of chatting or jamming or whatever you're observing people practice and that i don't know if if you've seen chase play that dude is a monster like he is crazy on the piano he's up and down back and forward and just plays 
uh, the, the best thing about Chase in this project regards is that, you know, we have that kind of ragtime-esque influence. And Sweetie and the Toothaches being that jump blues is kind of in that same realm. So when we were like, you know, I, I play keys too, but <laughs> light years away from Chase's abilities. So when we were like, okay, I'm going to focus on the guitar and vocals and harmony parts and um and harmonica, we need somebody to really rip on this record. So luckily he was able to do it and he's definitely a, a member of the band. He's got the, his primary band with Sweetie and the Toothaches, but... He's that that sidecar would be me, Matt, Simon, Scotty, and Chase. Um, yeah, Chase Chase's uh, contribution was was significant because um, it when we were recording it, he was in another room by himself, so I couldn't hear his parts. I could hear where I, what I was playing, um, but I couldn't hear his. And when we'd go into the listening room, and and you'd hear what he played. And I was just floored. I was like, "This guy is insane." I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's people that play the piano, and then there's Chase. I mean, right. this guy can play the piano. I just loved. It. I, I I totally loved what he brought to the album, and everybody really, because Scotty and Simon they they took it very seriously. You know, when we went in there and record, we did it all in one day, and uh, they took their parts very seriously, and they wanted perfection and. To, you know, when you're when you write a song and you see these guys putting that much effort into it, it was you know, it's kind of touching. You know, yeah. in a way, I, I was really honored they were want to be part of the project. Yeah, and if, if you, especially if you know like if you know Simon, he's kind of quiet unless you really know him, and he is like super hilarious and says the most crazy shit. But like he was super perfectionist about. I remember that one song. I can't remember which tune it was, but I remember him being like. No, no, I need to do that again. Like he didn't, he wanted to do it over to make that time to, you know, just hit it, you know, the right way. And a fun fact about Chase on the recording days, in, in, we recorded at Shock, Studio, uh, Shock City Studios and they have like a really nice, like Steinway piano, but they also had just gotten this kind of like older, like upright spin it kind of thing that was like not all the way in tune, but not ridiculously out of tune, but when we were kind of deciding which one to go to, Chase and Sam, the producer, was like, you should probably hit this spin it. It's just that slightly out of tune. It has that almost like cowboy western saloon kind of sound to it, and it just fit perfectly, man. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's give them a, a little taste of what uh, this record sounds like, and uh, we'll start with track one. And this is a uh, baby don't give me those blues.
start You gonna wreck my heart I can't stop what you do Baby, don't give me those What, uh, what do you guys want to tell us about uh, this particular track? This was one of Matt's songs that he wrote. Yeah, this is one I actually played at the, at the singer-songwriter night. Um, this, the form changed slightly um, once we got the full band together, uh, and which we can really highlight Chase's piano playing on it. Um, but this song is kind of unique for me on this album because it kind of is, uh, it has a slightly different feel than some of the other contributions I've made on this record. So um, it's a little more standard rock song and it was a lot of fun to play. I mean, it's a lot of fun to play this song and and uh, I just, I don't know, I love it. I yeah. love the whole thing. <laughs> Matt's got a really soft, sweet voice and if you listen towards the later of the choruses, he gets a little rough. It's very, it's, it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, yeah. So, you, uh, so the Sidecar debut album, Dinner in a Box of Wine, uh, due out. Uh, is it is available everywhere on the same day as the party? Uh, so it'll actually be live April 1st. Okay. So we'll give everybody a, a week to warm up to it. And then you can pick up CDs at the day of the show. We also have like USB thumb drives that have some some photos and stuff but have mixes on there and then if you catch a show between now and then one of our duo shows we'll have some cds with us yeah well we got a big party on april 8th and uh this will be the uh official album release party and uh that'll be at central stage in the grand center area uh you can uh Come on out and have a great time and, uh, again, pick up a copy of the record. And along with uh, Sidecar, we're bringing along some good friends in Prairie Rehab and Bobby Stevens. Oh, yeah. And uh, you said you you're just telling me there might be uh, a lot more music being released that night. Yes, we've talked with Bobby and uh, Scott Schwartz of Prairie Rehab. We've been kind of the main contacts and... As we've been planning shows and getting promo materials together, um, Bobby, once he once he confirmed, he was like, "I'm also like digitally releasing an album on the seventh. And then just a couple days ago, Scott was like, uh, "I think we're also going to be releasing our record that either like right before or just after the show. So essentially, we're treating this as a triple album release party." <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's gonna be cool, man. I'm, uh, you know, just fun to see my friends, uh, 
working together and making all kinds of cool stuff happen and stuff. So, yeah, this is going to be a, a fun night to celebrate uh, a lot of great St. Louis music happening. So We're very excited. Yeah. You can purchase tickets at metrotix.com right now mm-hmm. and uh, come on out. It's $10 for the show, yeah. and that includes a digital download. Yeah, $10 in advance and then 15 day of, and then basically we'll have these cards that are the album cover and then on the back is a qr code to take you straight to Bandcamp, and we'll have a little free download code and you can just pick those up at the show you can buy a physical copy of the cds but if cds aren't your thing there's a free download code for Bandcamp, and then we're on like apple music and fine yeah we use DistroKid, which nowadays the the list of like oh, yeah. platforms are i don't even know half of the hell of these yeah. things but we're everywhere right <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if like some of those more international ones or something, because there's a lot of them I never even heard of, and some like like they must be somewhere you know else that we're not really like familiar with or something. I would guess so. I probably should research it, being kind of the main person who <laughs> yeah. does that stuff. But but it's the same thing like with the podcast. Like I post in one place and it goes to hundreds of different you know pod apps. So mm-hmm. it's like you know wherever you can listen to wherever it's, if you. Should be able to find it on one of your platforms. So. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about uh, we. So we to since we're hanging out, and this is always some of my favorite stuff. I love doing some live acoustic stuff, and uh, and this is kind of pretty close to what it sounded like that that night at that songwriter showcase we were talking about. But uh, Matt uh, played a song, uh, one of his, another one of his songs called. Sangamon, uh, which appears on the record, uh, which I guess it's, uh, it's it's not too far off on the record. There's there's a little bit more to it, but there's it's a pretty you get you kept it pretty close to uh, the the stripped down kind of acoustic. Uh, yeah, you know. So so, but uh, I love this song. Uh, I think it's uh, some of my favorite style stuff, like the storytelling. I love like you know, and like uh, these lyrics. Uh, you know, definitely paint paint a picture, man. Like you know, it's just uh, it's, it's also really some of my favorite stuff too. Is that is really pretty sounding, but if you listen to the lyrics, there's a little more darkness to some of the <laughs> some of that. So, well, thank you, thank you for your kind words. Yeah, um, yeah, that song we we intentionally left it sparse. We thought it would sound uh, best, kind of without too much done to it so we were really specific on what we added we had you know scotty does a little bit of he does a shaker shaker like the whole time mm-hmm. it's yeah. like three minutes straight of shaker and simon's does a bass just some pretty basic bass notes to really help accentuate the chord changes and um we don't have any piano on it um and the harmonies of course are added at a nice element but yeah that the sangaman uh is a river that runs through central illinois and um, there's when I was growing up, um, you'd hear stories all the time of people that uh, passed away in the in the river, or uh, there was a or a tale from from back when I was a kid about this this basketball star that went into his name was Kevin Washington. He jumped in to save a kid who had, had fallen in the river, and he ended up drowning. And there's all these these. It's almost become a uh, I don't know, an, an, not an urban legend, but this, the river is is just iconic mm-hmm. you know and i just wanted to write something that kind of reminded me of, home, of my hometown but it took a the the song took it took its own 
path when I was writing it, and it kind of became a murder ballad type of thing. So, <laughs> but. Uh, It sounds pretty, but the lyrics are, are, are dark right. for sure. So. I, uh, I've used the line a lot, but uh, I love the uh, line in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights when he's like, could you just tell us the bad news in a good way? <laughs> you know, it's just like, I always think about that. Like, you know, just like you're singing some pretty messed up stuff, but it's in real pretty sounding. So it's like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I but, can't sound too mean. I have yeah. to, I don't have a choice in that matter. All so right. I'll just uh, I'll write pretty songs and 
And that's it, about it. Yeah. But this, uh, it sounded great today. We did, like I said, with this a live version we did, uh, just hanging out here at, uh, the house and, uh, but yeah, man, the, the harmonies are tight, man. You guys have definitely got that, uh, down tight now. So it's, nice. uh, it sound, it sounds really good. And it's uh, all fill on that one. <laughs> yeah. Straight melody here. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, when we set out to like pick the songs for the album, we have a bunch of songs between us, probably like 16 altogether, maybe. But, you know, we only have so much money and so much time to do it in the record or in the studio. And when we were deciding what songs were going to be what, I was like, okay, we have to pick like, you know, six or seven. And then Sangamon has to be in there. Like I was, I was adamant on it just because the, exactly the same reason you guys said it's a beautiful song. Once I figured out how to harmonize with Matt in the right way, we've been kind of sticking to that formula. And sometimes it's hard to play that song in a loud bar, you know right. what I mean? Because it's so intimate. But once, when you play it in the, like, in a quiet moment when people are listening, like, we'll play at the Rendezvous Cafe sometimes where there's, you know, Fallon. Um, and that's where people are really listening. If you can get an audience that are really listening to the song and the lyrics and all, everything about it, that's an easy win, you know, because that song is just, this dude's a genius. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I remember, you know, that first night hearing, and I was I was impressed then. And um, so it's just like, again, like I said, I've, er, the start of the show, I love that uh, that now it's finally placed on a record and, and going to live forever. And and uh, so now we get to share it with everyone. But, uh, yeah, great song. And, uh, again, uh, appears on uh, Dinner and a Box of Wine due out on uh, April first so yeah, april, april fool's, fool's day, day. Yeah. ain't no joke <laughs> uh well let's talk about one more uh this is a this is a phil song right old 44 old 44 is a me song yeah this is uh another uh kind of a uh, upbeat a little more rock and roll in mm-hmm. there and stuff a little and some blues and influences coming through in there so uh got uh Quite a bit, quite a bit different than the Singerman. So, but uh, let's talk about this song, man. So yeah, it's super blues influenced. Um, I think it came to light. I was always, I was running an open mic at um, Irish Corner Pub way back when. That's kind of where the song had kind of been born a little bit in my head. And sometimes you got to write a song. Uh, with like an intention in mind and for some reason i was like i want to write a song that kind of changes that feel like you know there's kind of an upbeat feel kind of faster paced kind of driving on the highway is what the lyrics are telling you and it kind of sells that a little bit then then in the story of the song you kind of get drunk and lose your way and you kind of drive a little bit slower um and it's also an homage to just the highway 44 you know that cuts through st louis and um a lot of potholes but (laughs) but i i set out to write that song that had that feel change in there um and that was really the main premise of it and some lyric homages like there's a my favorite line of that is where it's talking about the flowers the different kinds of flowers kind of a little like prince like lyric is, is what i feel like that came from um but yeah my other favorite part of that song is again we're we're because i played that acoustically for a long time i feel like i had harmonica on it for a minute um and when we started to really dress it up a little bit you know 
Simon's bass parts kind of took over what I played on the on the acoustic guitar, and then we add Matt's finger picking. I was kind of like, what the hell am I supposed to play now? <laughs> Those are all the parts I've covered. So adding electric and just adding a little bit of a more, you know, to the arrangement. I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, and and Sam had our, our producer Sam when we were kind of recording that day we were like okay what should be our single and i was super flattered and very honored that the room was like old 44 should be the first single i was like oh shit okay because <laughs> most of the songs are mads you know I, I feel like most of my contribution is is more like on the arranging side as opposed to like the composition side so i just feel honored that that was our first one that we released yeah, yeah. It's funny when you get in the studio and start recording some stuff and then you go back and listen to it. You don't really know. You listen to the album a couple times and try to think about the songs. Do you need to make any changes to them and this, that, or the other? And that one, 
was like a hidden gem for me. I, I'd known of the song for a long time because I'd heard him play it way back when at Irish Corner Pub and stuff like that. Um, but after we recorded it, it was like, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't expect it. I just, it's just like kind of, you know it so well, it just kind of, you forget about it sometimes, I think. Uh, so I was glad we chose it for the for our single, our first single, because when we were going through and listening to it, I was like, "That's that's a really good song," you know. So we want to make sure we put our good stuff out to the public first, yeah. you know. So yeah, man. Well, I uh, yeah, I dig it, man. This whole record really sounds great, and I like the like you know, just in those two songs alone, you get in both ends of the spectrum kind of thing. Like you're. They're getting uh, a lot of different feels kind of coming through, different influences from both of you guys uh, over the years. I love having two songwriters, you know, hearing different voices coming through on different songs. And mm -hmm. even though you guys do harmonize a lot on between uh, either each other's music and stuff, but hearing, hearing just you know, even your voice as a songwriter and stuff coming through on, on different songs. So, uh, you know, it's just uh, nice to have a lot of variety in, even in these eight songs, eight tracks. Yeah. I think it plays to our influences, like, and as we've said on other podcasts, like, we met at Open Mic, Matt played a bunch of Oasis, and I was like, oh my god, I love Oasis, <laughs> and we just would play a bunch of Oasis, but that's a band with two songwriters. Two Actually, singers sometimes. Two, and two singers, and sometimes it's hard to discern the voice of who's who, and Matt and I both love the Beatles a lot, right. where, like, I'm kind of the sad boy, I'm definitely an inner Lennon, but I want to be Paul. And Matt's more of like a Paul personality, but he like wants to be Lennon because <laughs> he he writes a lot of like sad songs. And uh, but and anyway, I think it just plays to like how we blend together as our own band. Looking back at all the bands that we've like loved, mm -hmm. it, I think it really shows. Yeah, and I think it helps uh, an audience kind of get a different flavor because he sings in a way that is rougher, um, more rock sounding i can't do that i can't pull that off <laughs> except on baby don't give me except those blues yeah, there's that yeah. gravel in there yeah, buddy there's a growl. <laughs> one growl it's all you get <laughs> <laughs> so i'm a little bit softer uh, coffee shop style yeah. i've been described so it's good to have uh the uh the yin and the yang going on yeah the audience can can stay interested for sure. a three-hour set which we typically do you know but uh yeah, I don't know. I just like stuff like, uh, uh, you know, Morning Bird and thing, like hearing some of these different, like, um, you know, pretty harmonies and everything, like those, those kind of things. Like, one, like, there's not a lot of people that can do that. And there's two, is like, you just definitely don't hear a lot of it today. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's mm -hmm. what's kind of fun about this record is kind of like, it is a little tip of the cap to some of those that did it before us and it's like it feels like some of those old records that we you know again going talking about ragtime and different uh influences and stuff coming through and like so i don't know man it's something unique for sure about this record like there's a lot of you know different things coming through as far as like i said influences and writing and everything but i really like it a lot and i i'm excited for everybody else to to give it a listen so uh, us too us too yeah, thank you yeah man thanks man well now we should probably note uh dinner and a box of wine comes from a song uh the reaper yeah. uh it's a lyric in there uh 
one of my favorites that you also did at that that songwriter showcase and uh uh but uh this line always kind of stuck out because like it just kind of makes me laugh like uh <laughs> that I, I think about you know I'm, I I start picturing the devil drinking a box of front beer wine or something. You know, like a, slap in the bag. Yeah, you know? right? it's like, so you know, I just uh, that's where my mind starts to go when I start wandering around and start thinking of silly things like that. But uh, even we were we were coming up with the name, and we again we have a really good partnership. I love working with Matt. Both voices can be heard. You know, we're just always oh that Topo Chico opening. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Proud sponsor of Rock Paper Pie. <laughs> um, we were, you know, just like when we were forming names, you know, we're just kind of spitballing. We're, we're kind of going back and forth over texts and whatnot. And I, it doesn't really come through, I think, in our playing, but I really love like Jack White and the all the projects that he does. And like he has these writings released where it's almost just like rambling, but it's different. Um, just like bits of lyrics and, and song titles and all this stuff. And when I was like, okay, we got to name the record. I, I was like, I just put it out there. I was like, I think it would be a really cool idea to take just a really cool lyric from any song, whichever one on the record. And let's highlight that. It's not the name of a song. And like you said, it's just a line. And in the Reaper, it's kind of more fast paced. The lyrics are faster, right? So I think it's fun to... I, again, I was very flattered that we picked that that line right. um, out of it, and I think you say it best about dinner and a box of wine about like our product. Yeah, I mean, we don't take ourselves too too serious, you know. So you're not getting a bottle of wine, right? <laughs> you're yeah. Getting a box of wine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, again, um, April eighth uh, is the release party. Uh, tickets available metrotix.com. Prairie Rehab, Bobby Stevens, and Sidecar, and uh, again, you can uh, find it digitally everywhere on April 1st, but uh, uh, along with uh, all the new music, I mean, are you guys uh, uh, maybe thinking anything else to go along with, like maybe music videos or anything, like, has any of that kind of stuff been in the works or in talks, uh, picking a song to, to focus on or anything like that? We've definitely wanted to do videos. We've had countless ideas over the years. Matt has a lot of songs that are about naps. So we actually have a video trilogy in our brains. Um, once we get album number two out, I think we can videography that trilogy together. Um, but honestly, the Sangamon has been one that I've wanted to like make uh, a video to. We've kind of talked about like a... Not so much like a video where there's like a band playing, but it's just kind of like a storytelling mm-hmm. video. Sangman's not that far of a drive, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got a little bit of studio footage. Our buddy came and shot some some footage of us in the studio. So we've got some stuff we could piece together if we wanted to do that style of a video, too. Um, we did the Christmas video so two years, two years ago when we did uh, Alpha Brewing put out a Christmas album. <laughs> so we did uh, Please Pass the Eggnog. Yeah. Did our video for that one, which was a lot of fun to do. That was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> was that was that so is that the first time side side official sidecar recording on a record then? Yeah, actually. I think so. Got it right here. Is that Alpha? We did release kind of a demo version of 
um, Lazy Days that we recorded in in uh, uh, Scotty's, Scotty's studio, garage. Yeah. yeah. So we, on, on our Spotify and Bandcamp, we have like Lazy Days demo. I guess we'll yeah. have to rename that one because that one had like me on the keyboard and we all self-produced that. Um, and then during COVID, I released one of my songs, which I don't know if I played it at the songwriter night. It was called Josie Ann. I don't um, think you did. I don't think I did either. It'll be on Sidecar's second record. But yeah. there's a bit of a demo that basically I did all the vocal parts, the guitar parts, the bass part, and then Scotty remotely recorded it because it was in 2020. So, But yeah, the um, the Christmas song, Alpha Brewing Company produced a Christmas album that has Joe Metzka on it, Pete Williams, Dave Black, Josh Eaker of Just Joshing Around, uh, Chris Parrish, Joe Mancuso. Uh, yeah, just all of us. And it was recorded by David Toretta, who's like amazing. He yeah. recorded Chuck Berry and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it was produced by Joe Mancuso. Um, but basically, we took a bunch of songs that were, um, what's that called? Uh, public Domain. So we didn't have to pay any royalties for it. Um, and then we wrote an original, and I think Josh wrote an original too, which is really fun. There's even a beep in there. Yeah. Cuss, <laughs> like, he cussed in a Christmas song, so they beeped him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was intentional. I asked him later. Yeah. He was like, no, I wanted that to be in there because it like, makes you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, a, that was a weirdly political time. So Matt and I, Matt wrote a blues and, you know, then I, that was, again, my two cents is typically on the arranging side. So I was like, okay, let's do the old classic thing. We're going to start in D. Second, we're going to go up to D flat or uh, E flat. And then second, one, we're going to go to E. And it's just a blues that keeps changing keys like that. Um, that yeah. was a fun time, though. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, one more we did live acoustic today. And this is uh, a cover song that we did uh kind of a your spin on it uh we like to folk things up yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a uh, best friend's girl my best friend's girl yep like yeah. cars yeah yeah and uh yeah obviously you know it's been one that's been around forever but it's kind of cool hearing your guys take on it here and uh some harmonies and stripped down acoustic guitars and you know but this was a uh, this was cool man yeah one of our favorite things to do is to is to kind of rearrange a, a popular song and make it our own uh, especially if you can kind of pull it into a different genre it, it makes it a little more interesting so obviously it's a pretty standard pop song um, and we kind of made it a little folky but it's of all the songs we do live that one always always goes over really well yeah. so we're we like to play it a lot because uh, it gets such a good response from the from the crowd generally so i'll give away our secret typically we play it like first or second or third so that when the crowd flips over in a three-hour gig we can play it again like try it <laughs> yeah. towards the end yeah because so, it just goes over so well people yeah. honestly when we start playing it people you can kind of see like the brow turn a little bit they're like do i know this song? yeah mm-hmm. it's familiar but it's not familiar because it's you know we're playing it in such like a folky beat uh, yeah know? i do like that like when i'm out, out at a bar like in that situation and like where it's like so it catches your ear enough you're where you're like wait a second 
and you're listening and then it gets it hits that chorus and you're like oh okay yeah i remember now mm. i know what this, i know what this is like but it's just like it's just different enough to where it's like you're not quite picking up on the verse lyrics until that that chorus sing along comes mm. in and stuff and it's like uh but yeah man it's like a, that's always a kind of a i mean i like when artists are able to do that to, to make their own rendition you know flip it and and where it's something almost unrecognizable you know to mm-hmm. except the lyrics are all the same but it's something completely different than what we all know as the song so but yeah it's fun man it's a good tune thank you thanks yeah that's one of my he he starts to play it sometimes and sometimes if i'm on a break on our shows he'll kind of play something and i'll kind of hop in and just add some harmonies or whatever and i really don't remember how it started but i just was messing around one day and if you're a music nerd that's listening you can hear there's a lot of like it's a counter melody, some counterpoint stuff going on where I'm kind of almost playing like a baseline riff or just a different kind of finger picking stuff. And it meshes really well, I think, with the finger picking style he's got going on, finger picking I'm doing. It just blends really well together. Yeah. Okay, one, two, three, four.
So I guess for the uh, party, are you guys uh, have you guys talked about like are you pl- playing the record through, or are we uh, putting some uh, old favorites in there too? And uh, what have you guys talked about? Kind of what you want, what you're expecting to do on the party? Yeah, we've got our set list mapped out. We're gonna do, um, we're gonna mix up the album tracks a little bit. Okay, uh, we're gonna flavor in a couple songs that um, aren't featured on this album, but are they're originals of ours. Um, either we'll, maybe we'll put on an upcoming album or maybe we won't. Yeah. Some of them are, are older. Um, but yeah, so you'll get a lot of sidecar uh, yeah. and some stuff you're only going to hear it uh, at the show. So it's going to be a, a good time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, now is there any, like, you know, I, mean, I kind of talked about the music video stuff is like, uh, is there and more you want to do with it like i know touring kind of might be difficult right now being a, a new dad and things but uh would you guys like to do some something like that like uh just trying to expand uh with these songs like uh, you know maybe getting some weekends or anything like that uh out and spreading the word or is uh pretty much focusing on uh, you know just having a product available here for st louis uh to share I think we're definitely trying to get more of our foot into just being available for, you know, with, with playlists and other things like that to just get the music out a little bit. Right. I know one of our main goals since we set out to do sidecars to have, okay, we can, we can be an opening band or we can be on one of those like original band bills. I think that's one of our main goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but just trying to get the product out there, trying to get the sound out there. It's a, it's a vast sea of, yeah. of music out there right now. So doing what we can to kind of get in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, see, when I see our friends out there opening for national acts, I just love it. Yeah. I love seeing that. And actually Bobby Stevens was opening up for a guy a couple months ago. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're opening up for that guy. I forget the name of the guy. And I was at the old rock house. His name escapes me, but I had been listening to him all like all summer long last summer. And I was like, you're getting open for him. And, um, and then, who was the guy that uh, oh drew Ob- drew Ob- yeah oh, who was that the guy? British guy that I used to listen to him all the time too and it was like just Drew and Chris Nick Powers something. yeah um okay 
I feel, I feel like, that. But, now but I'm embarrassing I th- myself. So. I think that's definitely a goal of ours is if we can somehow, you know, get onto a bill somewhere. And, and again, that's just with releasing the record and, you know, talent buyers and whoever listening and saying like, oh, that, band are, that band's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I, I think, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's probably difficult to... Uh, to get those kind of spots being the, you know, Hitchcock and the Hitman being the, the, the cover stuff, but, you know, having an original product and being like, Hey, we, you know, we do, we also do this and we have mm-hmm. some, you know, so, um, those opportunities could, could be a lot of fun to get out there and showcase in front of some, uh, some of that national talent and stuff coming through. I mean, what's cool about St. Louis, man, right now we got a lot of things happening as far as, uh, you know, venues and uh festivals popping up and all kinds of things there's uh so you guys would definitely i feel uh would fit in a lot of these spots and stuff so it'd be cool to see getting some of that national exposure and stuff in front of a bigger audience and festivals and and again those opening spots that's what we're after so if you're listening hit us up yeah (laughs) we're reliable (laughs) (laughs) and we got our roots here we're kind of stuck for a while and uh i think next you know next steps for us is also you know the songs that didn't make it on that this first record have a place on a second record and we've still got some other songs some unfinished ideas that were have been cool that just didn't make the cut this time around so we definitely have enough excuse you Florence (laughs) Uh, we definitely have enough um, content for a, a second yeah record i also kind of appreciate that you guys uh you know kept it kind of short and sweet like this is a nice little showcase of what we can do you know uh i was just kind of talking about uh morgan wallen released a record with 36 tracks on it uh on his his new record and (laughs) that's a lot i mean i mean we intentionally kept it short for for two reasons one we only had so much studio time booked so much money yeah yeah. (laughs) and two i mean the the people's attention spans just aren't what they used to be and and you you put out an album i don't know if anyone's going to listen to it all the way through twice you know maybe they will maybe they won't and a lot of playlists are important just getting on a playlist so you don't need to put out a 32 song album unless you're really ambitious and that's really what you want to do i mean i just feel like all these songs deserve attention on this album they're, they're all great and they all deserve a play but that's the thing it's like if you put out something like that, like, you know, it's just like, there's so many that can just get lost in the mix, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a, right. <clears throat> I mean, obviously he's, he's a huge deal now and people love what he's doing, but it's like, but at the same time, like, you know, who's got time to sit and listen to 36 songs, <laughs> uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. on regular like that. But, you know, I just feel like it's, uh, it's nice to have like, Hey, here's, we're focusing on these couple right now. Mm-hmm. There's a nice little, uh, package and then we'll you know we always got room for one other one so it's like keep that you know we don't need to flood it and stuff so i think the the record itself ours goes to how we are as listeners like matt and i of course we have our playlists and we'll play stuff on random and and just shuffle it around but typically i listen to an album straight through or mm-hmm. if i'm like if you know we'll play in illinois a bunch that's my okay i'm gonna put on this record and probably get through two albums on this drive 
and sure. the, the songs and the the flow of the album it's all really intentional so hopefully if people's first couple okay. listens is in a row like that because yeah. we kind of set out it doesn't really i wouldn't say it tells a story but it definitely has a intentional flow to it yeah there's an art mm-hmm. to that yeah that, that gets missed these days in in playlists because um unless the person constructing the play- playlist is just doing the same thing but whenever you're listening to the music you need a release from a lot of like hard driven songs something a little quieter or or something like like that you know and back when people were listening to vinyl there was so much you know attention paid to where the song sat on the actual record itself right because of the fidelity of it and how it all plays side a to side yeah like where that flip happens yeah so it's you know that's kind of something that people don't really need to think about anymore but uh, we love listening to the album straight through so it's something that we're we just naturally think about yeah, you, with his new dad ship, we've been having boys nights. <laughs> boys so nights. We'll have some bourbon and bring some bring our favorite records over. It's like show and tell. And there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun. Play yeah. some cards. I uh, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. But uh, our, uh, when you play Sangamon over in Illinois, are you getting like uh, a pretty nice response? Are people telling you other uh, their Sangamon story or anything like that? <laughs> no one's come up and said anything about it yet. Yeah. Uh, when we play in Illinois, to... we don't get up far enough north, I think, yeah. for people to... They don't want to out themselves right. as murdering yeah. their girlfriend <laughs> in the river. Yeah. 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 Hey, man, I, I did that one. Today. Yeah. <laughs> I buried my girlfriend in the Sangamon. Yeah. So, these these Illinois boys have talent, man. Yeah. This, this one's from Springfield, so yeah, you just throw them in the pile of talented Illinois people. Yeah. <laughs> we got nothing else to do in Illinois yeah. except for run away. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just that's uh, again, it's cool to hear that people, you know, hate you. I know you guys. Uh, now you have that opportunity to put in these songs out there, get people can uh, start applying their own life and stories to what, you know, the, you know, Hey, the, the, I've been, you know, something similar to that, or hopefully it's not that track, but uh, hopefully, uh, some, <laughs> some, hopefully some other ones, people are like, okay, man, I, that song means a lot to me. And like, I just think that's when I, I really, um, I kind of just had that moment. I got to sit down with, uh, with, with Dana, Michael Anderson on the show the other day. And I got to write, let him know like what some of his songs mean to me. And he's like, you know, and he, he's talking about what that meant to him. And I was just like, it's cool that we have this uh, time, you know, where people can reach out to some of their favorite songwriters and actually talk to them. And, you know, whether it's through Twitter or through a podcast or whatever, you know, it might be however you, but you know, how we are so connected, even if uh, these people you never met before, but you have an opportunity to tell them, Hey, like, I really like this one or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's a cool thing about St. Louis slash Illinois or just kind of this general area. And even like out West out here in St. Charles and, and Winsville and all that stuff, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they're, yeah, they're playing covers at their shows, but they're playing original songs and there's a lot of songwriters out here. I mean, the open mics are far and wide and there's just people with, songs to sing and stories to tell and yeah and it's also really nice that there's a lot of i think there's a lot of people who enjoy that singer songwriter style of playing especially mm-hmm. in the midwest i don't i don't know what that is about our city but i feel like there's just a the audience for it is is here for sure yeah matt do you find your uh i mean obviously you probably have zero sleep or free time or <laughs> And everything, but do you find, uh, are you, uh, 
being inspired uh, yet to uh, to to play some new songs or write some new songs yet, or uh, being about a, being dead, or is that uh, still to come? It's still to come. The, yeah. uh, I don't quite have the bandwidth right uh, for writing right now. Plus, for me, writing um, I have to be kind of by myself and be in my own headspace for a while. Yeah. And I don't have a whole lot of that right now. I used to get up early before work and, and do some writing, come up with ideas and maybe record it and then come home and try to work on it, you know, and, um, but that's okay. I'm yeah. on time. I mean, I'll, I'll get back to it eventually, but then like, I'll have an even deeper well to draw from hopefully after having a baby and all that. But <laughs> does she like your playing? Uh, I don't think so. Cause she cries every time I pick up a guitar, <laughs> so I don't have much time to practice either. It's, uh, she wants me to hold her, not the guitar. So, yeah. but she did all right. She made a debut at rendezvous cafe at a hitman gig and, she did great. I think we we might have some three part harmonies on some of these, <laughs> yeah. these live recordings we did today. So you can hear on the segment if you yeah. listen closely. Uh, <laughs> so maybe we got a little singer in the works. Maybe she's a maybe she's going to be a superstar. Yeah. Uh, but no, man. I'm like you know, like I said earlier, it's just uh, really cool to see, and uh, I'm just I'm real happy for you and your your wife Jessica. Thank uh, you. So another uh, friend of the show. Um, so. Yeah, she was featured on it. Yeah, yeah. years ago. Yep, yep, she had her own episode. Uh, so I'm. Uh, this makes me really happy. I'm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad to see uh, you two getting to be parents, and I'm excited to see what what songs maybe maybe come from. Uh, but that's the thing. I think like it's kind of cool about what you guys do. <clears throat> Again, with the uh, harmonies and things, it's almost like some of the stuff is almost lullaby. Like you know, so it's like yeah. it wouldn't be that far off to. Maybe we'll have a children's album. Maybe we'll have a children's album. <laughs> you know, sidecar, uh, sidecar lullabies and stuff. You know, yeah. something like that. But uh, I don't know. I just think I, uh, there's a. I think it was uh, Jim Brewer did a whole bit uh, about uh, you know like all these rock guys you know becoming dads and older and stuff now, and it was like uh, 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 something with Metallica doing bingo or something <laughs> and like uh and uh uh ozzy osborne singing london bridges or something you know so so he does like all of his musical impressions and he sings all these like children's songs and awesome. and it's pretty uh solid but yeah he's like uh uh but then the kicker of the, of the joke is uh acdc doing the hokey pokey <laughs> and he's like uh so it's it's pretty hilarious watching him uh, act it all out and do, doing these voices and stuff. And my favorite children's book is probably the um, "Go the Beep to Sleep" yeah. by, uh, by uh, I think Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. We have that one in our library. Yeah. <laughs> I was crying when I was reading it. It was so funny. <laughs> it's a family favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please go the to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh well very cool guys uh this has been a ton of fun uh always love getting to spend some time with you guys and uh so yeah i'm, I'm really uh i'm stoked on the record i'm excited for everybody to give it a spin and uh again uh, coming soon to uh, your streaming platform pick up a physical copy on cd on april 8th at the central stage in st louis missouri in grand center area just a couple of steps from the uh, fox theater down there and everything it's a beautiful space uh and it's gonna be a fun night uh with a bunch of great original music uh, again from sidecar prairie rehab and bobby stevens the mm-hmm. triple album release show yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, you can visit metrotix.com today for your ticket. And uh, don't miss out. It's going to be a fun night. Yeah, we'll see you there. We'll look yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Thanks for having well, us. Thank buddy. you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>